0: Search for Slaycation on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the I Can't Sleep Podcast with Benjamin Boster. If you're tired of sleepless nights, you'll love the I Can't Sleep Podcast I help quiet your mind by reading random articles from across the web to bore you to sleep with my soothing voice. Each episode provides enough interesting content to hold your attention, and then your mind lets you drift off. Find it wherever you get your podcasts. That's I Can't Sleep with Benjamin Boster. Scary Mysteries, Twisted Twos Katie Beers and Tomy Masters Tales of hauntings, murder, and scary mysteries. Every week, Twisted Twos dives into a pair of uniquely terrifying true stories that are worthy of a more in-depth look. For this week, we focus on the kidnapping of a young girl in New York and the mystery surrounding the death of Tomy Masters. Get ready for Scary Mysteries, Twisted Twos. Number 1. Katie Beers Aunt Linda, a man kidnapped me and has a knife, and oh no, here he comes right now. Those were the last words of a desperate 10-year-old girl. It was December 28, 1992, when 9-year-old Katie Beers from Bayshore, New York, disappeared from her home. With the promise of candy and gifts for her birthday, she had been abducted by a neighbor named John Esposito. Esposito had been planning the abduction for some time, but finally made his move two days before Katie's 10th birthday. In preparation, he had dug out a 6-by-7-foot bunker under his home garage. It was hidden behind a 200-pound trap door, so not everyone could access it or even knew it was there. After the little girl's plea for help was released, police turned to Esposito as an initial suspect, since he had already had a criminal record for trying to kidnap a 7-year-old at a mall. At the same time, he had also recently assaulted Katie's older brother, John. But Esposito claimed Katie was taken by another man while they were at the Spaceplex Indoor Amusement Park. Police scoured the security cameras and they found Esposito alone when he entered the Spaceplex. Katie was nowhere in sight. Her disappearance became national headlines and revelations about the young girl's hard life became well known. Apparently, she and her brother were left in the care of a family friend and godmother, Linda. Her mother, Marilyn, is described as hard-working, but was never present in the children's lives. Instead of being cared for, Katie's life with the Anguilleries was a nightmare. It was revealed that as a toddler, she was sexually abused and raped by Sal, her godmother Linda's husband, the whole time she was living there. As a result, Sal was eventually sentenced to jail for 12 years for abusing Katie but her living conditions at home were filthy. She was dirty, thin, had no friends, and was often forced to do house chores and buy cigarettes and junk food for the household. For 17 days, John Esposito tried to stave off detectives. It wasn't until January 13, 1993, when he finally said he kidnapped Beers and took investigators to the dungeon where he kept the young girl. Once there, police found her in a small bunker with a television set toilet and mattress. Chains were tied to Katie's neck in order to restrain her. Esposito had planned on keeping Katie forever, and even wanted to get married and have children with her someday. After Katie was found and released, she said she was raped by Esposito while in captivity, although he denied that. He was never charged for the rape, but was sentenced to 15 years to life in prison on July 27, 1994 for the abduction. Esposito denied raping Katie during his entire arrest, but later admitted he sexually assaulted her during her captivity. Esposito would later be found unresponsive in his prison cell. He had died at the age of 64. After she was rescued, Beers was sent into foster care. She was never returned to her family because of the amount of abuse she suffered from them in the first place. She was fostered by a family in the East Hamptons who gave her a loving and protective home. She was kept away from the media and allowed to live a normal life with school chores and a proper family to care for her she has since married and is now a wife and mother herself she wrote her memoir buried memories in 2013 together with reporter carolyn gusoff and began sharing her story and making public appearances to help other victims of child abuse and rape number two Tommy masters At 23 years old, Tommy Masters lived a good life in California. Originally a small-town girl, she moved to Lancaster, California in 2018 and started working at the American Original Collective, a medical marijuana dispensary. Her boss, Sean DeGroff, treated her like a young sister and Tommy thought of him as a big brother. One day, Masters shared that she was Snapchatting and going on a date with rapper Mac Miller, her favorite musician. Apparently, the rapper messaged her and told her she was beautiful. She had the messages to prove it. DeGroff thought it was odd, but the account looked legitimate. In July, Masters and Miller were supposed to have their day to meet up. But of course, it wasn't Mac Miller that showed up. Instead, it was a young man named TJ, whose real name is Troy Woody. He arrived with a friend, Eric Taylor, who explained the situation about how Masters was essentially catfished by TJ. But instead of freaking out, she was intrigued and stayed. Later on, Masters told a friend the date had been fun. Strangely, the two became inseparable after that. They dated and were sharing pictures to family and friends. Tommy's friends at the dispensary, including DeGrasse, were suspicious of Woody and warned Masters, but she didn't think he was dangerous. But at a young age, TJ already had a criminal career online. Who's part of a group of online hackers calling themselves UG Nazi? The group targeted online sites like Cloudfare, 4chan, and UFC.com. It was during his stint at UG Nazi that he met his friend and eventual roommate, Mir Islam. Mir is a Bangladesh national who emigrated to the United States with his family. He had multiple issues, including depression, bipolar disorder, ADHD, and compulsive disorder. It was Mir who recruited TJ and Eric Taylor to create the hacking group UG Nazi, but after a series of thefts, the group fell under investigation. Islam was taken in by the FBI after he accepted stolen credit cards under a massive sting. Eric, only 15 at the time, served six years in juvenile detention, but it's unclear if TJ was arrested or sentenced to juvenile detention at the time as well. Since then, Islam had been in and out of prison until 2018. While he was there, T.J. reinvented himself as an influencer and early crypto investor. Two months later, he and Taylor moved to Hollywood, and it was a few months after that when T.J. met Masters. On September 4th, 2018, he and Masters told friends someone had broken into their apartment. They were held at gunpoint, and the intruder took Woody's phone, computer, and watches. Although she was scared, Masters thought the robbery might have been staged, Even though DeGroff again tried to talk her out of staying with Woody, Master said she had no choice but to help him out. A few weeks prior, on July 24, 2018, two months after getting out of prison, Mir flew out of the United States and headed to the Philippines. He snuck out of the country by using his brother's passport, who oddly is also named Mir Islam. He then convinced Woody to join him overseas, and soon he did, bringing along his girlfriend. Masters thought she would be going on a grand vacation to a tropical country, but instead they settled in the heart of the capital city, Manila. Woody refused to travel with Masters to explore the country and instead spent most of his nights with Islam instead. Masters wasn't allowed to go to Islam's apartment, apparently the two disliked each other. The men were now working on a startup called Lugzer, but it was unclear what the startup was actually supposed to be about. Soon, Masters began expressing reservations to her family about her situation, and she told close friends Islam and Woody were laundering Bitcoin and sold drugs. In November, DeGroff messaged Masters again, reminding her she was welcome to come home. She responded by saying she wished she could get home too, and then ended the text by saying, please don't respond to this. DeGroff got in touch with another friend who also knew of the situation, and that friend said she was buying Masters a ticket home. But after speaking with her again, Masters said she was staying in the country. But it was clear this wasn't the best decision. During the holidays, Masters was supposed to go home, but she canceled her plans. On December 21st, 2018, Sean Masters, Tommy's dad, received a text from his daughter that sounded odd. It said, Hi, Dad. I am. Sorry I was walking around the mall. I'm alive still. How are you? I love you. On December 23rd, two days before Christmas, a cab driver went to the police station to tell them he was suspicious of two foreigners who had ridden in his car. These two men struggled to load a large box. Afterwards they asked him to stop at the local river where they got off and threw the box into the river from off a bridge. They told the driver it was nothing more than garbage but obviously he didn't believe them. Authorities headed to the river, found the suspicious box, reeled it in and waited for forensic officers to arrive. Once they got there, they opened it up and found it filled with shattered glass and something covered in duct tape. What lay inside was the dead body of a small female. Pale and on her back, naked, it was Tommy Masters. Both Woody and Islam were tracked down and arrested. They were captured on security footage, taking out the box, then throwing it into the river. When Woody was arrested, he was covered in small scratches on his hand's forearm and on his belly. But the stories from the two differed, as they each blamed the other for Master's death. Islam said he didn't know what was in the box and that he was simply contacted by Woody, telling him he had to buy new furniture and needed help. Woody said Islam came down with a big box from his apartment and said he needed to throw it in the dump. The two men are currently held in jail. And both pleaded not guilty in the killing of masters. The case is currently still ongoing. So there were two of the most frightening and strange stories around. The world can be a crazy place and Twisted 2's is sure to show you why. If you enjoyed this video then please remember to subscribe and check out some of our other videos we know you'll love. Thanks for watching and we'll see you soon.